Welcome to the UK Made Easy podcast, where we help aspiring international medical graduates like yourself achieve their dreams of passing their PLAP2 and practicing medicine in the UK. Hello and welcome to yet another episode of the UK Made Easy podcast. My name is Saif and today's episode is actually inspired by a question I received from one of our brilliant candidates. She sent me a couple of days ago a message asking me, Dr. Saif, I have my exam coming up in two weeks. Um, How do you think I should be spending that time? And um, she kind of inspired me because she caught me on a a good hour. So um, I was trying to think about like, a very concise answer that would give her exactly what she needs and I ended up writing an essays with with various points that she should be considering in that period of time and by the end I'm um, done with writing I sent her the response right and I said to her well you know what you actually inspired me for a, a, an idea for an episode because as a matter of fact I know that a lot of people are actually asking the same questions and it it really doesn't get easier specifically if you've put too much effort in preparing yourself, right? So you're always questioning yourself, am I spending my time wisely, right? Should I include anything else in my preparation during um, at the time that I have left? And in this episode, I'm going to summarize it into seven points, seven things that you should consider doing or incorporating into your preparation during the last two weeks. Just to reiterate, this is not to substitute like the hard work that you've done uh, coming this far near to the exam this is sort of the final touches that you do just to make sure that when uh, exam day comes you are ready for it so the first thing i would recommend is that you spend a minimum of two hours daily practicing and that's i like i can't really stress how important is that for various reasons now if you are like me like your mother tongue is not really english right it really doesn't serve you not to practice the language that you're going to use in your examination right so you want to get your tongue going and yes it does help even if your english is, is is great if you do not practice it if you do not get yourself going in that language you will stutter so that's the first thing I would recommend and when it comes to practicing I always recommend to do blind practicing meaning that you're not really sure what kind of station or what kind of scenario you'll be practicing and you leave that up to the rule player you're practicing with of course you do the same uh, thing the other way around you give them blind cases as well just to make sure that you know what you kind of give them uh, stations from here and there get their minds thinking right and do the final fine tuning you need to do for your exam so that's the first thing want to put your plap 2 knowledge in action and receive detailed feedback about your strengths and areas of improvement order the uk made easy mock service where we don't only tell you how you did but actually provide you with pointers on how you can improve fast head over to www.ukmadeeasy.net slash book dash online that is www.ukmadeeasy.net slash book dash online second thing is that i would recommend that you very quickly go over your notes whatever your notes are right 
And I actually think that this is one of the areas where the UKME notes come to shine um, because we made it as concise as possible. So one of the things that, that I kind of faced myself uh, when I was preparing is that most of the notes have been about like uh, narrating the scenario, like the doctor says such, and then the patient responds saying this, and then the doctor says whatever, and this is how it goes. And for me, that was very, very time consuming, and it was very boring. Like at the beginning, when I was getting started, it was kind of helpful. But later on, they turned out to be a huge waste of time for me. And I ended up making my own notes, part of which is actually included as standard into the UK ME notes now. Um, so yeah, that's, that's very important. Now, if you've been studying and making your own notes, that's probably what you should be going over instead of the entire scenario. So at this particular time, when you have like a few days left to your exam, you want to be very conscious about how much time you spend reading and balance that time between reading and practicing. That's, that's paramount. Join the UK Made Easy Online Academy and put your hands on exclusive videos detailing over 300 PLAP2 scenarios with easy-to-follow notes that contain the latest NHS guidelines. In addition, you get access to take part in our regular member-only group mocks where we put our heads together and discuss common pitfalls and challenges. Book your spot now at www.ukmadeeasy.net slash courses that is www.ukmadeeasy.net slash courses which brings me to the third point and that is whenever you make a mistake like you write down exactly what you've missed right and what i would do is that i would open up my phone right get the voice memo app and just record those mistakes in my own voice right like i'm talking to myself i'm imagining that future me is gonna listen to that recording and i'm telling that future self that you know what beware of such right do this don't do that and that sort of thing and it's very important at this point that you be that you don't shy away from doing this and you be as as specific as possible right while maintaining the positive dialogue with yourself right because by the end of the day these notes are for yourself like these audio notes are for yourself nobody else has to listen to them right so keep them positive keep them specific and do them because then they will serve you like i remember there were times when i was just like i couldn't bother anymore to do any more reading i'm really tired i'm exhausted and what i would do um is that I, I'd, I'd go out, have a walk around the block. I was staying in Salford, Manchester uh, by that time. And I'd just take a walk with my headphones on and I'd listen to those audio uh, notes that I made. So this, this way, to me, it sounded like, you know what, I'm kind of easing up on myself. But at the same time, I'm using that time productively for my examination. So um, moving on to the fourth point. And the fourth point is that you need to understand that you need to get the examinations right. Right. Like when it comes to um, the examination stations and we all know what examination means at this point. Right. So when it comes to these sort of scenarios, you need to make sure that you got them right. Like, you know, your sequence, you know what you're going to ask about, right? You know, the safety measures, you know how to ask for a chaperone, you know how to take consent from the patient, and you know exactly how you are going to go about your examination. And the reason for such is these are guaranteed scenarios, like the examination part, right? It doesn't take much creativity. It doesn't take much guessing here and there. You, you go in there, you have a specific task, you do it, and you're done, all right? And 
again, I'm going to reiterate the fact that whether you've been to, to an academy or whether you haven't been to an academy, all the examination videos available are actually available on YouTube. You can like search for them and you can find them. And what, what I have done is that each and every day I'd spend at least an hour go going over the examination videos. Like I would distribute them over days and sort of create like a schedule. And then I would go over them once, twice, probably three times before my examination day. On to the fifth point, which is actually giving something back, helping someone else, right? And there are so many ways that you can do that. But one of the things that I would recommend is that when you are role playing with a friend, with a colleague, what you can do is actually get into character when you are role playing the patient. So again, this is based on what I see with many of my friends and colleagues and even candidates when it comes to practicing, whenever they're doing the patient role, like they're actually bored and they go about it being completely robotic and they don't put in any effort into this. And what this does is that it makes the role play far less effective than what it could be, okay? You're not delivering as much value to the person who's role-playing the doctor as you could. And what you need to do when it comes to uh, practicing is imitate the real scenario. And I'm telling you now that those role-players in that exam are really professional actors. Like, if they're angry, they're going to be really angry. They're not going to get violent, so to speak. I'm not trying to intimidate you in any kind of way, but you will know that this person is really angry, right? If they're sad for whatever reason, like in various scenarios, right, they will be sad and their tone of voice, their, their posture, the way they uh, the way they hold themselves will communicate to you non-verbally that they are sad and so on and so forth. And when you do that, what you're actually doing is that you're making your practice far more effective for yourself, for you will get insights about how the doctor is responding to you, your colleague is responding to you, and that will help you become better when it is your turn to be the doctor. And at the same time, you're delivering better practice for your colleagues as well. So I would definitely recommend that. Now, the sixth point is that you need to do some breathing exercises. And yes, I am aware that this sounds as, as some kind of a new age kind of advice, but it really works and it really would help you. Just think about the 90 seconds that you get before walking into the cubicle and you will know how important being able to regulate your breathing so that you can keep your nerves calm before walking into the scenario can be really effective. Now, the last point in probably the most the most important is that you need to train yourself to get your mind off the exam each and every day. Now, I'm not talking about the entire day. Of course, you need to be thinking about the exam, but it wouldn't hurt to spend like an hour or something before you go to sleep doing something that might take your mind off the examination. So two things that I've done. The first thing is that I am into stand-up comedy and um, what I can tell you is that the last two weeks has been some of the period of my time where I've been regular 
watching my Netflix account. I watch people like Dave Chappelle, right? I watch people like Bill Burr. It's very hard not to laugh. It's very hard that you would still be thinking about the examination when you're watching this and you're laughing probably as loud as you can. So find your own thing. That was one thing for me, stand-up comedy. The other thing that I did is that I would, when I'm like having lunch or whatever, I would put BBC on. And what that helped me is kind of tuned my ear better to the British accent. So I, I didn't think that I would have problems like understanding people and what have you, but I thought that it would better to be like ready. And watching BBC kind of helped me tune my ears to the accent and to how they say things and how they go about explaining themselves and what have you. So yes, that's another idea for you to consider. And again, you don't need to waste time doing that. Just do it while you go about the activities of your daily life that you have to do anyways. These are some of the things that came to my mind when I've been asked the question. And uh, I would like to give a shout out to that candidate. Um, if you're listening, you know who you are and uh, you know that I'm rooting for you and actually waiting for the day when you text me saying that you passed with flying colors. Thank you very much for tuning in and I'll see you in a future episode.